0: What's going on Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, and uh, we back home, we back in the studio baby, we gonna go ahead. I'm gonna catch up, we're gonna get into a mailback episode today, catching up on all your voicemails from over the course of the weekend, and just as a programming note, you'll be getting three episodes of Chicago Bulls Central over the course of the day-to-day, two mailback episodes to catch up for the two that we missed over the weekend, and then your regular full episode of Chicago Bulls Central. so, let's start it off, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So first off, before we get into the mailbag, you guys know I like to have a topic to start it off with. And coming into this preseason, it was the biggest question mark that we thought that we had was who was going to be the starting point guard. It seems like that's all been answered. You know, a lot of people thought it was going to be Goran Higgs. Some people thought Alex Caruso. Um, I've always been very vocal that it was going to be I.O. DeSumo, and so that's the way that it, it's seeming to be. The way that I.O. has played so far, I think that he has, even though the, Alice Caruso has played well, Goran's had um, a better half uh, than a full game, uh, so to say. He didn't play in the game yesterday, um, but I think I.O. DeSumo has just firmly just um, planted himself as the point guard, the starting point guard for the Chicago Bulls while Lonzo Ball is out. Now, so there have been more questions that have come up since then. Now, uh, the starting position of Patrick Williams has been in question. Even though Billy Donovan has said that it was going to be something that was temporary, wasn't a permanent demotion. We'll see how that ends up going. But I would assume who's now the Bull starting point guard. Let me know what you guys think about that down below about how, how IO has played as the starting point guard. Has it done enough for you guys that, you know, thought or wanted it to be Dragic or thought that or, or wanted it to be Alice Caruso? Has he done enough for you guys to say, hey, yeah, this is the guy that we should be rolling with? And I'm happy that the Bulls are rolling with him. Now, as far as Patrick Williams, we're going to get into that. We got quite a bit of voicemails on today's episode about Patrick Williams. So we'll talk about that there. But I do want to talk about. Just the Bulls bench and how's that's coming along? And it's been this preseason for the Chicago Bulls has given us a lot to look at, right? And when you look at the other teams in the East and in the NBA as well, like there's been some up and downs when it comes to Chicago Bulls, but like I would say that it's more positive than negative. We got a lot of positive things from like Vooch and how his play has been going and how that's going to play into certain things. I think so far with preseason, with only one preseason game left. It's way more positive than negative for me to take away from the Chicago Bulls play. But let me know what you guys think about everything down below. But let's go ahead. We're going to get into the first verse amount. This one is from Brad.
1: Yo, right Yo, uh, hey. This is Brad from, uh, Columbus, Georgia. Uh, when I listened to you talk about the contact extensions on Locked on board. uh, I was thinking, uh, to get, I never thought Boots to get anything less than a two-year, $30 million extension because, you know, being a top-10 center, he's going to, He's going to deserve a contract worth 15 to 20 million. But looking at Steven Adams and Larry Nance, I think he's probably going to get anywhere from between 16 to 18 million a year. And as for IO, ah, that's, that's tough. And if he's averaging anywhere around like 12 points, five rebounds and six assist assists, I can see him getting, uh, I think what Derek Rose got with New York around twelve to fourteen million a year. Which I actually believe he's worth it like, you know, for a four year, forty eight million. Uh, after that, well, it's gonna be rough because what type of sense do you get Pat Williams? Uh, and, and if you refined Kobe what what his deal gonna look like. But uh also what I heard over the lock on gold uh Derek Rose, I think he improved his game a lot. He, man, okay, he was mostly, uh, offense and using his, uh, immense talent to get past people. it, It was just a beautiful thing to watch, but now I think he's, uh, more, I think he's, he's more intelligent. He uses more of his, uh, his experience. He's not just getting by on ability alone anymore. And I think that's made him a better player. It made him a better shooter. And uh I am just impressed by what he's done. And I wanna get Rose now on this team. Not because of uh not because of what he did in the past, but what he could bring to a team right now because I still trust him in the fourth quarter with the ball in his hands. Uh but that's just my take on things. That was a good one.
0: All right, so Brad follows up on a video that I did last week about the extension numbers. You know, saying that Vooch with a uh, two-year, $39 million extension IO or Kobe, like, but I want to focus on Vooch here, right? Patrick Williams' extension is going to be all, it's going to be interesting to see how it works out, right? Because with Patrick Williams, if this demotion is permanent, if Patrick Williams doesn't take that leap, things like that, if he doesn't really use this as motivation, it's going to be... Super interesting to see how he used And I think that you know, if if for those who say like Patrick Williams doesn't has the dog, he doesn't have the killer instinct, he's too passive. If he doesn't wake up after a demotion like this, some then yeah, we'll see how that extension is going to work. He's still going to get it, right? I'm, I'm, let me be clear here. He's still going to get that extension, but. What that's going to be and look like and and how that's going to change the opinion of him around the league, even in trade talks, things like that is going to be interesting to see. But I think one player that we need to talk about who's played well in every single preseason game, he's been very consistent. His three-point shot still hasn't fell at the rate that we want to see that. But every other aspect of Nikola Vucevic's game so far this preseason has shown that he is not only focused, he's motivated. The team is focused on using him differently. In that second preseason game, we saw in the Bulls' second possession, they went to Vooch down low. Um, and and they're going to him early. They're going to him often. He's working on the block. His defense has looked some of the best that I've seen his defense look in a Chicago Bulls uniform. But it's preseason, right? And as I said with this, I say it with the good. I say it with the bad. It's just preseason so we need to see if this is going to be a consistent part of Nikola Vucevic's game but how Vooch has played so far in this NBA, in this preseason so far for the Chicago Bulls like th- that two years 39 million dollars would is, is easily what he could command and you know if they're still going to talk contract extension which is one of the rooms that they're going to talk it talk uh, an extension at the beginning of training camp we're now a few weeks into training camp if that extension is going to be hammered out And at least the way that he's played so far in preseason, he's answered just about every question that you want to see from Booth. His passing has been good. The rebounding has been continually solid. He's blocked more shots in the first two preseason games, even though he didn't have any blocks in the third game very well. His defense, his rotations, he's not getting caught out of position on pick and rolls anymore. He's focused, right? The still aspect. Every bit of Nikola Vucevic and him still being that top 10 center in the NBA, it's on full display so far in the preseason. Now, as I said with that, it's just preseason. Are the Bulls going to, I don't know the exact extension date deadline where they have to figure out an extension. Are they going to wait some in the regular season to see if this is not fool's goal, to see if this is going to be something can, that he shows continually? But Vooch has done everything in his power, in his game, to show it, and, the, and it's, 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 been even more pointed out by just how the coaching staff has used him vooch working from the inside out right his passing everything that that is a good part of his game has just been on full display when you look at that first game and javante green and the chemistry how many times he's caught javante on cuts vooch cutting himself there's a lot of positives to be pulled out of nikola vucevic and while i thought and was hoping that maybe the bulls can get him on a 12 to 15 million dollar contract it may be more in that 17 to $20 million range, and with his play now, if that is consistent, he's more than worth it. A lot of the Vooch haters, a lot of the Vooch doubters have now moved over to P-Will, and that's understandable. But Vooch has, at least from the the, the perception that he gave last season to how he's played so far in preseason, he's answered everything just about. the, the Like I said, three-point shooting percentages still aren't quite where we want him, but he's not selling, settling for the three-point shot, so it's less as a detriment to his game because he's still working down low. He's doing those type of things, and again, yeah, you know, some of the the, the centers that he's played against, you, you can you can point towards with that. But Vuce looked really really good in this preseason, and whatever that contract extension ends up being, I think he's more than earned it so far with his play. All right, let's get into the second voicemail. This one is
2: from Ace. What's up, Ace? This Ace calling in, man, with another another hot take. I know y'all going to like my ass on fire for this one, but hey, here you go. Um, man, I love Ayodele. Um, the brother's gonna be a, a solid combo guard i think going forward um but i'm just gonna go ahead and let y'all have it man listen Dalen terry basically did a lot of shit that alonzo alonzo ball was doing for us last year um i know everybody's trying to put him at the wing let him play off the ball he even said it in his post conference interview the other day i mean he said i've been playing point guard my whole life when they asked him do you want to play off the ball or with the ball in his hand the guy said man i've been playing point guard my whole life but whatever the coach needs me to do basically this guy was a beast on offense and defense. The way he passed the ball was Lonzo ballish. All I say is this. I know they're probably not going to start this guy because it's too early, and then he's got to get his turnovers and stuff in order. But to me, um, when I look at Iowa he doesn't push the tempo as well as uh, the Bulls would like. The only reason why the Bulls' offense looks so great is because of how Lonzo Ball pushed that tempo last year. He created a lot of turnovers as well. He was a beast on both ends of the floor and he shot the ball real well from three to space to four. Um, eventually i like to see Daylon Terry playing with the starters if he's going to play with that type of energy on both ends of the floor. And the way he pushes the tempo is exactly what we need while Lonzo ball is out. Um, let me you get your thoughts on that. Like I said, I know it's not going to happen. Are y'all going to light my ass on fire? It's only one preseason game, but if Daylon Terry plays the same way in the second preseason game, and he looks that good with that ball in his hands. We need to try and play that boy at point guard. All right, I'll right, y'all later. All
0: right, Ace does what a lot of Bulls fans and a lot of sports fans do in general. I've done it at times, right? Let's be clear here. But to say that you know Dalen Terry over I or anything like if he's a rookie, he's he, and even when you look at like like let's be clear here, some of the in the preseason game he's not playing against other starters. Sometimes he's not even playing against other people who are going to be the first player off the bench for the other team. He's playing against. Kind of, kind of second and third stringer guys, and when he's made his impact. Now, with that being said, again, preseason caveat thrown out there, both for the positive and the negative. Daly Terry has made some mistakes. They're rookie mistakes. You expect them, but let's let's slow down on making the Lonzo Ball comparisons. And even with that, right, the point forward in the NBA is a is a big thing nowadays. Yes, he does play better with the ball in his hand. Guess who else plays really good with the ball in their hand that's not a point guard? I believe his name is DeMar DeRozan, and he's on the Chicago Bulls team. So his position that, that Dalen Terry is going to end up playing may not be point guard. It may be, right? I'm not saying that, it, that there's a, it's outside the realm of possibility. But the, the key thing and what makes Dalen Terry special is his ability to play one through, one through four. With, with the four not quite being there yet. But we know AK has already said that he wants to see Dalen Terry eventually play some small ball four. When you look at 6'7", with a 7-foot, over 7-foot wingspan, he can play that position if he puts on some weight. But again, right now, Dalen Terry is just a ball player, and he's a player that's going out there and getting it. Yes, him playing with the ball in his hand is good. Um, but him playing off the ball, what he's able to do still, what he's able to do in transition, all those things are great. And you to say the Lonzo ball comparisons, yes, they're there. But just because they are comparisons there doesn't mean he necessarily has to play the one in his career. Now, are there? could there be a lot of advantages for Dalen Terry? playing the one over the course of his career, looking at his size, his arm, his wingspan, everything like that. Yeah. but let's wait and see. I've always said, like, once the Bulls drafted Daylon Terry, I'm like, well, is Daylon Terry the heir apparent to to DeMar DeRozan in in, in many ways, right? When you look at his skill set, the fact that Daylon Terry hasn't been projected to be the best three-point shooter, even though in preseason so far, he shot it all right, nothing amazing, right? But the way that he can handle the ball. He's way, he's, he's projects to be a better defender than what DeMar DeRozan has been over the course of his career. And just the energy, Dalen Terry and the energy that he's plays with has been amazing. It's been a revelation and it could pay dividends for the Chicago Bulls team, especially looking at the bench, whatever that lineup ends up shaking out to be. But I think we're, 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 we're when you try to make Lonzo ball comparisons to Dalen Terry, you start getting, to, you, you start getting too ahead of things a little bit. Let's let this man's game turn into whatever it turns into right now. Dalen Terry has the raw skill set to really, you can see him going anyway, right? You can see him going anyway. Yes, he's not projected to be the best three-point shooter, but that doesn't mean he he can't end up turning into that with the right coaching, with the right development. And we know one thing that we know about Dalen Terry is that his drive to be great is going to push him to hit every bit of his potential more than likely from what we've seen so far. But I do think that Dalen Terry in his play so far has definitely got himself a spot in that rotation. Now, nothing major right away. And we can see that continue to grow over the course of the season, but Dalen Terry has definitely earned himself a spot in the Chicago Bulls rotation in whatever position that you can put him in. And the benefit of that as well is, is that it, it makes it easier for the, the, the Bulls roster not kind of being the best balance, right? We have a lot of depth, but we are thin at certain positions when you look at how those positions are traditionally played. So with that being said, Having a player like Daylon Terry that you can fit in at the three, that you can fit in at the two, that you can play at the one, it makes everything else kind of come together a little bit easier for the Chicago Bulls. And I like that aspect of Dalen Terry's game. I think it's going to continue to pay off for the Chicago Bulls as things go forward. All right, let's go ahead and end that voicemail. We're going to get into this next one. And this one's from the
2: old faithful Jamal.
3: What's up? Hey, it's your boy Jamal back again. Another voicemail for you. So just coming off of game two of the preseason against the, um, Nuggets and everything like that. I know everybody's the most controversial thing that people are talking about. Not really controversial, but the biggest thing is that Billy Donovan put brought uh, Patrick Williams off the bench and kept um, Javante Green in the starting lineup. Um, I know a lot of people aren't high on Patrick Williams, and there are a lot of people who want him to be traded. Hell, even before the game started, there was a lot of people saying he's not that guy and how happy they were – he got benched and he lost his starting position. He's never gonna be a starter you know and Yeah, you know I need people to understand that like, you know, uh Billy is this is preseason. Billy is just testing things and trying things out. Of course, the main the four starters that are guaranteed starting positions is Lonzo uh, Lonzo, uh when he comes back, DeMar, Zach, and Vooch and everything like that. And yeah, Patrick Williams was the number four overall pick. And things like that. So I know a lot of people have these high expectations for him, but I think Billy said something that was really, um, really insightful. Which was that he said we got to stop looking at not that we can't have high expectations because they're a high pick, but he's like sometimes we got to stop looking at it because he's a number four of our pick. He needs to automatically be the starter. Um, and sometimes you got to do what's best for the team. Uh, me personally, I thought that when he came off the bench, there were times where I didn't think that they got him involved enough but I also understand that he has to come out and be more aggressive and call for the ball but I did like him playing with that bench unit as well I thought he um in the second half he became a lot more productive and 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 everything and it seemed like they were kind of passing him the ball a lot more to kind of get his shot off um and things like that I've always stated that even with Patrick Williams being in the starting lineup that I would like to see him run with the second unit even last season just for the simple fact that because of Jamal, Zach, and Boots already out on the court, he wasn't going to get that many shots up whereas I thought that him playing with that bench unit would allow him to be the main, uh, main one or two scoring options off the bench. Jamal
0: comes with it every single time. Now, to his point, Billy Donovan testing out uh, lineups and rotations. That's what preseason is for. Preseason is to work on specific things. Try to try to see what are, what your strengths are going to be in the season. Try to see maybe some projected weaknesses. If you can turn them into strengths with real game time action, that's what preseason is for. Now, with that being said. Yes, he's using different rotations. Is it a motiv- motivating factor for Patrick Williams? That remains to be seen. But the expectations around P-Will, and people will like going to, oh, he was the fourth overall pick. P-Will didn't determine what overall pick he was. The Bulls determined that. The Bulls determined, d- determined that they saw enough in him to pick him fourth overall. But you still got to allow him to play, turn into the player that's going to best suit him. And to Jamal's point, Patrick Williams is not going to get a lot of shots in the starting lineup. Now, he does need to be more aggressive. The, the coaching staff does need to run more for him. Absolutely, right? But when you look at a player and you look at the over typical for fourth overall picks, they average more than seven shots per game, which is what Patrick Williams has gotten in his uh, career. And I know some people who don't actually watch games are going to get to type in and saying, well, how much is that? Because Patrick Williams passes up shots. If you actually watch this team and watch the way that the offense is ran, yes, Patrick Williams does, as every young player does, pass up certain shots. I give you that. But this team also has not ran offense for Patrick Williams at the level that you see other fourth overall picks to do. Now, again, that's that's a, that's a part of it. To paint the full picture, Patrick Williams still has to be ready. He has to be prepared. And as I said earlier in this show, if Patrick Williams, if this is not a motivating factor for Patrick Williams, he needs to wake up. And if he does not wake up, then that limits what he turns into. Now, can he still be a productive player? Yes. Can Patrick Williams still turn into to Jamal's point and what he went into coming off the bench and being a productive player off the bench in his point forward role and things that he's able to do. Absolutely. He still can 21 years old, but the clock ticks on that every single day, that potential at some point, you can only bet on potential past a certain point. And then you just become the player that you are. And so the jury's still out for people that still believe in Patrick Williams like me. We are hesitant to say this is just the player that Patrick Williams is just going to be. But for the people who don't see it for Patrick Williams, the people who like are in these comments and say Patrick Williams is not that guy. Guess what? You're, he's, you, we're giving them more and more ammunition and rightfully so to use the more that Patrick Williams does not make some type of leap. Like, again, the expectations of Patrick Williams to all of a sudden be an 18-point-per-game scorer, if you look at how this team is used and where he is on the pecking order, you're just not paying attention to basketball. If you think he's going to get the opportunities to turn into an 18-point-per-game player with DeMar, Zach, Nikola Vucevic all ahead of him and all being high-usage players, it's not really going to be there for Patrick Williams. That's why it is important to see him be more aggressive, be more confident in the opportunities and chances that he gets, because you're not going to get more opportunity if you're not showing that you're going to take the ones that you're that you're given in this offense. So hopefully Patrick Williams turns into that. Whether this turns into Patrick Williams permanently coming off the bench or not remains to be seen. But at the end of the day, it's on the coaching staff and on Patrick Williams. And there is a duality there of, of the responsibility for us to really see what Patrick Williams is going to turn into. But let me know what you guys think about that one down below. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for this ep- mailbag episode. We'll have another one later on today. And this one is from Marvin.
4: What up, Paige? Marvin. Trying to get all this in real quick. Uh, okay, I just want to give a grade on the Bulls in the first two games. I think everybody can agree with me that we were not happy with the first quarter of the first game, giving up 40 points, brought back old memories. The second quarter of the first game, we gave up give up 30. We still was upset. But I do want to give Billy Donovan credit for making adjustments, getting back in that first game. And these guys playing competitive. That's what I was looking for. We didn't win the game. Wasn't looking for that. Just making sure we had the tone. Game two. The Bulls won. And I really said this before this game started. I need, I wanted to see the Bulls come out with that same intensity of the second half. And I think they did. What they did and experiment with uh, Javante Green and, their, and Patrick Williams nothing, no problem. The Bulls played with that lineup a lot last year. Also, great for the player. is in prime form. I think he's doing well. Javante Green looks good, guys. Booch is playing well. IO, we're gonna get what we're gonna get with him playing with those guys on the floor. And Zach Levine, I think, was timid, and he'll get better. Think of this, guys. The Bulls could go 10 deep. I'm trying to get all this in, guys. If you start DeMar, uh, Javante Green, Booch, uh, Levine, and, 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 uh, IO, your bench would be Pat Drummond, uh, Gorin, White, and Caruso. And if you all can believe and understand what I'm thinking, I'm thinking each one of those bench players should get at least 10 to 15, 12 minutes a game. The boys could go 10 deep, and that's without Lonzo Ball or Dalen Terry. I think we would be okay, guys. I think Billy's making adjustments, and I just wanted to chime in and say that. I think I did it perfect. Hey, peace out, guys. Let me know what you think.
0: All right, so I feel like we've talked a lot about P-Will on this episode, and I kind of wanted to group all the voicemails that in reference to P-Will all together. Um, and a lot of this, you know, we've talked about the the benefits of Patrick Williams playing on the bench, things like that. There are great benefits to that. And it could be. And it could even be for his development as well. There could be some good positives into that. But the fo- the thing that I want to focus on on Marvin's email specifically is the Bulls bench, right? And what he said in there specifically towards the end there, I think, is very, very poignant. He mentioned that without Dale- saying Dalen Terry, without Lonzo Ball when he comes back. Because, you know, Lonzo... He's probably going to start off all, all, on the bench, but even when he does go back in the starting lineup, then, then Io comes to the bench. This Bulls team is deep. And then when you look at Andre Drummond making threes out there, which is wild to me, right? Three for three from three-point range from Andre Drummond. Um, but when you look at this Bulls bench, one of the key things and, and things that I drilled home very heavily last season, the Bulls ranked 29th in, in bench production last season. There's not been a team. In the NBA that ranked at that position amongst their peers, and some people got to saying, oh, well, th- there have been other teams that average the same amount of points, different, different, different errors, different amount of points that are scored off the bench. I'm saying ranked amongst their peers in that area that has made a significant run in the NBA playoffs. The Bulls need to be deep. When you look at the fact that the Bulls uh strength the schedule is hard when you look at the fact that the Bulls have the, the fourth highest back-to-backs in the NBA, when you look at the fact that the Bulls have the rest disadvantage in more games than not next season, having a deep bench for the Chicago Bulls team and players that are ready to step up are going to do big dividends for the Bulls. Now, the Bulls bench production was a little bit skewed last season. When you look at Javante Green, for example, was a player that was projected to be on the bench that moved into the starting lineup, maybe still be a starter this season. but And then the injuries and and COVID and things like that. So it was fluctuating. But at the end of the day, right? Having a Dalen Terry, having a Patrick Williams, having an Alice Caruso, having an Andre Drummond, having Derek Jones Jr., having these players that can come in. And when you really look at those players, are all the threat to possibly score double-digit points. Patrick Williams is good for nine, right? Andre Drummond, you give him, you give him 20, 22 minutes, he's good for nine and ten. Alice Caruso, we know, can get you nine points, if not 10 points, any day of the week. Kobe White can get you more than that, and more times than not even being inconsistent can get you about 12 points per game. Patrick Williams, like, so This Bulls bench has a possibility of not only being full of players that can go two ways, right? Players that play on both sides of the ball. So we'll see what that ends up developing into. But right now, the Chicago Bulls bench has a lot of positivity surrounding it, and I'm excited for it. And having a productive bench for the Chicago Bulls with how hard the season is going to start off, with all the things that i labeled about the schedule, can bode well for the Chicago Bulls, very, very well for the Chicago Bulls. So let's see where it takes us. But thank you for joining me. Thank you for welcoming me back. First of all, after vacation, shout out to my sis, my sister Shy on her wedding and everything going out there in Cali. I'm so glad to be back in the studio, though. Uh, make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentral pod at gmail.com. Lastly, you can send us a text and our voicemail, 773 270 2799 We are the number one spot because we're number we are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Because of you guys, I'm Rusty. But like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all.
3: This has been a presentation of the Break Media.